0: and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by Bob Lauer again. And we're going to talk about the difference between a commercial pool and a residential pool. So we'll go over some tips if you are thinking about doing commercial pool service and go over some things that you should be aware of when you make the jump from residential to a commercial pool. And you may not be aware that Bob Lowry has a certified residential course available. To learn more about that, you can go to his website, pcti.online. Again, that's pcti.online to find out when the upcoming certified residential course will be offered by Bob Lowry. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Let's switch gears. So I think you're the perfect person for this question. You are a former CPO instructor and you have a certified residential course that you offer. What, in your opinion, is the main difference between a residential pool and a commercial pool, if you were to break it down?
1: Well, people ask me all the time, is the course that we teach like a CPO course? And my, my immediate short answer is we teach pool chemistry and they teach pool operations. And that's the biggest difference. We spend all day talking about chemistry. And the CPO course talks about one chapter out of whatever it is, 20 chapters now that's in the book. There's one chapter on chemistry. So we teach chemistry all day. But people ask me, can I use what's in your course in a commercial pool? And the answer is yes, with the exception of what we teach about chlorine. And that's the only difference. All the rest of the chemistry is the same. And so taking our course will help you understand the chemistry of the pool. What it doesn't do is it, it doesn't tell you how to operate the chlorine part of a commercial pool. In a residential pool, we are concerned with bacteria and algae and secondarily with chloramines or combined chlorine. In a Commercial pool setting, we are concerned about getting rid of all the stuff that bathers bring in with them that makes combined chlorine disinfection byproducts, chloramines, trichlor, all of those uh, all of those things that get in and smell up the pool and make it bad and all that stuff. We need to get rid of that, and and that requires having enough chlorine in the pool to oxidize all that stuff as it's introduced and and as a result we almost continuously have to measure the chlorine level and dispense chlorine all day long to make sure that we have the ratio of chlorine to organics high enough that they're all oxidized.
0: And I think the when you go to a hotel or something and you're walking by the pool, I get this all the time. Someone's like, man, I can smell the chlorine coming out of that pool. That's not chlorine, right?
1: It is not chlorine. And I, I used to tell people in my seminars and the CPO classes, if you can smell chlorine, it means you need to superchlorinate. And that's exactly what it means. It means that there's incomplete oxidation and you're creating chloramines and you can smell them. You can smell chloramines when the chloramines are only 0.2 in the water. You can smell them. But think about this. When you you put a cup of chlorine into a washing machine, many people do that. They put a cup in when they do their white laundry. And when you do that, you're putting in about 200 parts per million of chlorine into that washing machine and in some cases, 600 parts per million of chlorine. And what does it smell like? It smells nice, it smells fresh, it smells good. You know, and even if you take the the lid off of a, a jug of Clorox and get your nose near it, it doesn't smell very bad, but it really stinks around the pool. How can two parts per million of chlorine stink in a pool and you can open the jug and put your nose near it, and in that jug of Clorox, it's 52,000 parts per million, okay? So chlorine in water doesn't smell, but chloramine in water, it does
0: smell. Yeah, and I I would say, I would liken that smell to maybe a Windex, like smelling Windex.
1: Chlorine and ammonia get together, and it can make three three kinds of chloramines, monochloramines, dichloramine, and trichloramines, which we call nitrogen trichloride, And and all of those things are irritants, and all of them can be smelled at a very, very low level.
0: And I think one of the, one of the main differences between a residential pool and a commercial pool is that you're not going to have the health department going back into Mr. Jones' backyard and getting a water sample. And why don't we talk a little bit about, I think that's probably something that they need to be aware of. I think a lot of people that are bidding commercial pools may not know even you need to be CPO certified, number one. And number two, they're probably not even aware that the health department is coming behind them and checking.
1: Yeah, like the, it depends on the states. It's not universal in all 50 states now that, that it's required that you be a CPO. Um, many states do require it um, that you are CPO certified. So you do need to pass a CPO course so that you can take care of a commercial pool. it it is difficult to do it without some form of automation because you have to think of of like a, you know, a hotel pool, you know, and most of the day from from say, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning until about four or five in the afternoon, nobody's in the pool. And then all of a sudden at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, there's 50 people in the pool. Well, what happens to the chlorine level when when that happens? Mm -hmm. You know, the chlorine level goes to zero after maybe 20 people get in. And the chlorinator is then kicks in and tries to keep up with it. This is always something that we fight with the health departments over, is how fast does it put the chlorine back in the pool? You know, and how soon does it know about the fact that there's zero chlorine? (laughs) And then how fast does it put it back? And and this is an important thing in a commercial pool. And the longer you are without chlorine, the more unsafe the water is. But the more difficult it is to overcome what's in the water and get a free chlorine reading again.
0: Because yeah, these pools are usually pretty big, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 gallons. And so- That's right.
1: And so, you know, if you need one or two parts per million of chlorine, you're talking about a significant amount of chlorine being added to that pool.
0: Yeah. And then I think you have to have the personality to work with the health department. I've I've did commercial pools many for many years and you get different health health inspectors that show up there. And so you kind of have to have the mindset that you're going to have to work with these people because they can close the pool down on you. That's right.
1: That's right. And they can close the pool down on you for, you know, for any number of reasons. But, you know, they. They give. They have to follow the state guideline, and so if you don't have it, you need to get a copy of the state guideline, and then find out where you should be keeping that pool. But you also need to inspect the equipment and and the sensors or whatever to make sure that it's keeping it at that level. And so you do need to test uh, frequently. It depends on. On the pool, you know, you've got big places like water theme parks that got six or nine thousand people a day going through there. Well, you know, I mean, they have to measure the water continuously in Ed part. And in other places, you've got this kind of a roller coaster of 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 bathers. You know, you go from zero to zero to twenty, you know, zero to forty, and they're mm-hmm. all kids jumping in the water and stuff like that, and and, you know, and they're all urinating and sweaty and they all got sunblock on and stuff like that. And the chlorine level goes to zero very quickly.
0: Yeah, I get asked this a lot, too. So I'll ask you, since you did CPO and you do residential certification, when is someone ready to start bidding for commercial pools? Like, when do you think they would have the the ability, you know, the knowledge, the wherewithal to actually take care of a 60,000 $60, 60, dollars, gallon Hotel pool.
1: I think they need to understand that if they're going to take care of a pool like that, and it's a busy hotel in a in a resort area, that they may need to go to that pool at least once a day. And some pools, maybe, uh, if they if they don't have automation, you may even have to go back more times than once uh, to keep maintaining things in that pool. Uh, With automation. And the ability, perhaps, to see it on your phone now, it may be easier to keep up with it. But you need to make sure that that pool has got uh, that shield that we talked about has to be there. The things that break down the shield are bathers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not enough chlorine. So you need to be prepared for that. But um, I don't know uh, when you might be ready. I think... um, you know, you have to you have to be CPO certified, and if you really want to understand the chlorine level, um, even though we teach a residential uh, pool course, the chemistry is the same except for oxidation and and disinfection. So all of that chemistry is is appropriate and correct for a large swimming pool. You may want to get both of those certifications so that you you are sure you understand the chemistry
0: i think that's important to note is that you know your course offers them i would almost say insurance on the fact that they can handle something like this because i think the answer i would give them i give them all the time is how much you know about pool chemistry you know what's the biggest residential pool on your route how often is it used and then i kind of go from there to see if they can actually handle that kind of load because They have to really know their chemistry to to make it work
1: well i would say frankly that unless unless the guy is somebody that you know has has gone to a lot of seminars and bothered to learn things if you take the average service tech and give them the test the exam that we give they can't pass that exam in my opinion if you can't pass that exam you don't actually have any business doing a commercial pool. You know, if you could pass if you could pass that exam without looking it up in the book, you are you're ready for anything. But but you know, we do offer a book. The book that comes with the course is 228 pages of chemistry. And it's not anything else. It doesn't tell you how to clean showers or clean toilets or wipe off the lockers or any of those kinds of things. It doesn't tell you any of that kind of stuff. It tells you chemistry.
0: So and nothing in your book about the main drain either, right? There's nothing
1: about main drains. There's nothing, There, you know... That's just a running joke with CPO, a, sorry. Yeah, yeah there. there's nothing about a chlorine room or, you know, <laughs> any of those kinds of things, you know. Uh, we talk about chemistry and we don't tell you how to keep the books and to make sure the air quality is okay. We don't teach all those kinds of things.
0: And I think... The bottom line, if you're going to jump from residential to commercial pools and you feel like you're not quite ready, then you're probably not quite ready at that point. you have to feel pretty confident that you can bid it and take on a commercial account in order to do it. So if you feel a little bit of nervousness or anxiousness about it, that's probably normal. But if you feel a little uneasy because you're not sure you can handle it, that's definitely a warning sign that you probably can't handle it. So you definitely want to think it through carefully when you want to make the jump from residential to commercial because there's a lot more work and things involved in that, for sure. And you'll find that out when you take on some commercial accounts yourself. Um, but there is some logical steps to take before you make that jump from residential to commercial. And you have to be ready for it, for sure. And if you're looking for the other episodes I record at Bob Lowry, you can go to my website, soypolearning.com and then there's a drop, there's a banner, and you click on the podcast icon, and then you'll see a drop-down menu of the other episodes that I recorded. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business or you're just starting out, you can definitely check out my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com. There's a lot of great benefits there for joining, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have for your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show.